Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Base Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 63. It's Wednesday, May 12, 2021. Darren Wisely here to bring you the non-PC, unapologetic truth. And it is just a pleasure to be with you today. I know the past couple of episodes have gotten a lot of play, and that really encourages me because it shows people are looking for the truth in these completely Orwellian times we unfortunately find ourselves in. It's very hard to cut through the propaganda they push, but the more people we reach, the more of an impact we can have. And in the last episode, I gave a great example of uh, something people did in Orange County, so check that out if you haven't. So if you want to join our community of thought criminals who are not gobbling up the government and media lies, you can do so for just two bucks a month. Join the Patreon or Anchor and it will help us get the word out there, which is tough with all the crazy censorship going on. I'm sure you know all about it. You can also find those supporting links at my website, basedliberty.com, name of the show. All my social media links are there as well, so you don't have to look them up independently. Make sure you're subscribed so you know when new content's dropping. Been doing two shows a week for a while now. And make sure, if you haven't yet, to leave us a five-star review. And, of course, share the show with your friends. Supporting this show, sharing it, that's going to change minds. And it's the only way we have to fight the absurd brainwashing going on daily on television. We don't have the platforms, but we do have the better ideas. So the more we can get them out there, the better our chances look. I did have an opportunity to go on to the New Idea podcast. This was about a week and a half ago. And that was up in Midland with John Vocal and Bob Love, two really cool guys. They're Yale guys, Young Americans for Liberty. And they invited me on, and I went up to their studio up in Midland at Northwood University Um, It was really a blast. I had a great time with those guys. We had a good conversation. I think you guys will enjoy it. So thanks to John and Bob for having me on. Check out their show if you get a chance. And when the episode that I'm in drops, I will be sure to link it to you guys, let you guys know. So today I'm going to do something I don't usually do, and that is check out Joe Biden's State of the Union. If you do follow me, you know I don't really watch TV often because, honestly, I just feel the brain cells melting in real time when I sit through this garbage. And I I just get pissed off at all the propaganda, just not just how fake it is, but just how shameless the people on the TV are about it. Just slapping themselves on the back with their smug virtue signaling. I mean, these people believe they're just some kind of savior, and they're just doing this great service for us. When in reality, they're just so corrupt and they're just such liars. And it just downright disgusts me watching it. So I just, I got to avoid it at all costs. I figured, though, you guys would be interested in my take on Biden's State of the Union. So, hey, I decided to bite the bullet and watch it for you guys. 
And I thought maybe we could kind of have a little fun laughing at it together. I really just am not into these sorts of things. Political speeches in general, but especially the State of the Union, it's very monarchical in nature, this grand thing we're all going to, you know, have this triumphant entrance for the president like he's the king. You know, I'm just not into that. And in these speeches, just like most political speeches, they're all empty promises, platitudes. You know, it's all a bunch of words come out, but they don't actually have any meaning. And, it, you know, it just makes my eyes glaze over. So I'm just not into these political speeches at all. Now, I did watch Trump's first State of the Union because he's just so entertaining. I wanted to see if he'd throw any bombs you never know what you're getting with him, so that's a little different, but typically it is pretty unusual for me. It just gets annoying, too, with how shameless presidents and politicians in general are about how they're going to wield power without the authority. You know, this, my first 100 days. Well, why does the president need a first 100 days plan or to say what he did in the first 100 days? Oh, I passed the most executive orders in history in the first 100 days? Is that your accomplishment? Are, are you just going to go up there and tell us all the unconstitutional things you did and plan to do? How about you play golf the first 100 days, okay? I'll be happy if you do that. Just take it easy, play some golf, get some sun, and don't do anything. I mean, at least then you could be abiding by the Constitution. That would be so much nicer, rather than just screwing us over. So I have a general idea of the kind of stuff Biden's going to be pushing in this speech, but I have not watched it because, again, I'm not into this stuff at all. And it's a super long speech. I saw these videos like hour 20, hour 30. Um, I mean, there's no way I'm going through all that, so don't worry. I'm not going to torture you guys by making you sit through that whole thing. Uh, you know, if I had to sit through it, I'd probably fall asleep on you guys right here on the show and... Uh, I guess then I'd be Joe Biden. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I might move around, hit some of the highlights, give some commentary, and um, I'll spare you the pain of the entire thing. So uh, let's get into it right here. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. Oh, let's clap. Oh, of course, they've all got their masks on standing behind him. I mean, they haven't they been vaccinated already? <laughs> no president has ever said those words from this podium. No president has ever said those words. And it's about time. 100 days since I took the oath of office and lifted my hand off our family Bible and inherited a nation, we all did, that was in crisis inherited a nation i want to see this will how do you inherit the nation i thought he's the president he's a four-year caretaker he's not inheriting it the worst pandemic in a century the worst economic crisis since the great depression the worst attack on our democracy okay the worst economic crisis why was that the economic crisis was artificial only because they shut down the whole country like the idiots they are with no concern for all the consequences. That is why there's an economic crisis. Since the Civil War, now, after just 100 days, I can report to the nation, America is on the move again. Today, 90% of Americans 
now live within five miles of a vaccination site. Oh, I'm everyone, so thankful. Over the age of 16, everyone is now eligible to get vaccinated right now, right away. Go get vaccinated, America. I'll pass. Go and get the vaccination. They're no thanks. Available. No thanks. Eligible now. We can't let our guard down. But tonight, I can say it because of you, the American people, our progress these past hundred days against one of the worst pandemics in history has been one of the greatest logistical achievements, logistical achievements this country's ever seen. Thanks to the American Rescue Plan, we're on track to cut child poverty in America in half this year. The American Rescue Plan. Yeah, where do they have the constitutional authority for any of that? And in the process, while this was all going on, the economy created more than 1,300,000 new jobs in 100 days. More jobs with first... <laughs> more jobs in the first 100 days than any president on record. <laughs> well, they threw the people out of jobs in the first place. So, yeah. Now, oh, now they come back? <laughs> I mean, do people actually believe this stuff? Too long we failed to use the most important word when it comes to meeting the climate crisis. Oh, here we go. Jobs. Oh, okay. Jobs. Okay. Jobs. There is simply no reason why the blades for winter... Okay. Yeah, jobs for the climate crisis? Uh, you mean you're going to be killing all kinds of jobs, causing prices to rise insanely? Yeah, it's jobs, killing jobs, not creating them. Turbines can't be built in Pittsburgh instead of Beijing. No reason. None. No reason. So, folks... There's no reason why Americans, American workers, can't lead the world in the production of electric vehicles and batteries. You know what's funny? He kind of sounds like Trump right there. But, oh, if Trump says, oh, let's keep jobs here. Oh, he's racist. He hates Mexicans. He hates Chinese. Oh, Biden says it? Okay, fine. All the investments in the American job plan will be guided by one principle. Buy American. See? <laughs> jobs that can't be outsourced. Nearly 90% of the infrastructure jobs created in America... Infrastructure, that's, that's a Trump talking point. ...do require a college degree. 75% don't require an associate's degree. The American Jobs Plan is a blue-collar blueprint to build America. That's what it is. Trump talking points again. I mean... <laughs> Good guys and women on Wall Street, but Wall Street didn't build this country. The middle class built the country. And that you're destroying. Built the middle class. That you're Let's destroying. Raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars. No okay, raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars. I thought he was just talking about jobs. I mean, anyone with two brain cells to rub together knows that raising the minimum wage kills jobs. But oh yeah, I mean, you see how there's so many just contradictions. I mean, I played like three and a half minutes. <laughs> No one working 40 hours a week should live below the poverty line. 
We need to ensure greater equity and opportunity for women. And while we're doing this, let's get... What equity and opportunity don't they have? Get the Paycheck Fairness Act to my desk as well. Equal pay. Another completely unconstitutional thing. But no one cares. Too long. And if you wonder whether it's too long, look behind you. We all know how outrageously expensive drugs are in America. Because of your crony big pharma companies that all of you line the pockets of. That's why it's so expensive. Oh, yeah. And all this healthcare, all this government regulations. Government is what causes all these prices to go up. And you're going to act like you're going to do something about it. I mean, it's insane. And people believe it. That's the, that's the crazy part. In fact, we pay the highest prescription drug prices. Why is that? Of anywhere in the world. Because of you. In America. Nearly three times. For the same drug, nearly three times what other countries pay. We have to change that, and we can. How do we pay for my jobs and family plan? <laughs> That's a good I question. It clear, we can do it without increasing the deficit. Let's start with what. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to increase the deficits. All right, we'll, we'll hold you to that, Joe. I mean, that might be the biggest lie so far, which is quite an achievement because there's been quite a few. I will not do. I will not impose any tax increase on people making less than $400,000. But it's time for corporate America. Okay, so there, this is a bit deceptive because $400,000 is actually for a family. So say you have, you know, husband's an accountant, wife's a lawyer, they each make $200K. That's going to be the $400,000. And that's the problem with all these policies is they hurt the middle class, upper middle class the most because their taxes go up as well as all this inflation, all this spending makes everything else, you know, as minimum wage makes everything else rise. So not only are these working people getting taxed more, but prices are going up as well. Now, the super rich people, that's all his buddies paying for campaigns and have all these corrupt deals with government, uh, you know, they have armies of tax lawyers, accountants, things like that so they can avoid paying these absurd taxes. And then, of course, there's going to be a ton of people who get paid to sit at home and do nothing. So it's really the producers who get screwed over in this system, and the people who line government's pockets, well, they just keep getting richer. And the wealthiest 1% of Americans have just begun to pay their fair share. Just their fair share. <laughs> Romney doesn't seem to like that part. <laughs> And I already touched on that, but this idea of the wealthiest 1%, they're not going to be paying anything more. <laughs> pay your fair share. What's the fair share? They always say this point, pay your fair share. What's my fair share? What's someone's fair share to someone they don't know, they don't owe anything to? There's no fair share. It's, it's again, it's an empty platitude. It's a stupid talking point that people think sounds good. In the corporation paying taxes? Okay. Well... <laughs> It's just funny because you can tax the corporations more. How about you just cut out all the welfare you're giving them? See, oh, we're going to tax you 2% more and then give you 20% more welfare. I mean, we just had the largest bailouts for the richest people, the most profitable corporations in the history of the world. Oh, but now we're going to tax them more. Why don't you just not bail them out in the first place? Anybody. But I will not add a tax burden additional tax burden to the middle class in this country. They're already paying enough. 
Well, no kidding. They're already playing, paying enough. But all your inflation, that's going to be a tax on them. Since President Xi, I told him, we welcome the competition. We're not looking for conflict. But I made absolutely clear that we will defend America's interest across the board. With regard to Russia, I know it concerns some of you. But I made very clear to Putin that we're not going to seek excuse me, escalation. <laughs> but their actions will have consequences. They turn out to be true. And they turned out to be true. Okay. So I responded directly and proportionally on Iran and North Korea. Nuclear programs that present serious threats to American security and... North Korea. I mean, those guys can hardly launch a firecracker. Them is a serious threat. Are you kidding me? Their soldiers don't even have shoes. <laughs> security world. We're going to be working closely with our allies to address the threats posed by both of these countries. Oh, they're so scary. Diplomacy as well as stern deterrence. And American leadership means ending the forever war in Afghanistan. Oh, no. White supremacy is Ending the forever war in Afghanistan. Yes, I'm with you there. Who's been in office almost the entire time that's been going on? Oh, and also, I noticed you didn't point out why you're delaying the troop withdrawal. But we're just going to act like you're some savior getting out of this forever war in Afghanistan? Give me a break. We're not going to ignore that either. My fellow Americans, look, we have to come together to heal the soul of this nation. We've all seen the knee of injustice on the neck of black Americans. My fellow Americans, we have Because of crime bills you wrote. ...to rebuild trust between law enforcement and the people they serve. To root out systemic racism in our criminal justice... Oh, systemic racism. ...and enact police reform in George Floyd's name that passed the House already. We need to work together to find a consensus. But let's get it done next month by the first anniversary of George Floyd's death. And I'll do everything in my power to protect the American people from this epidemic of gun violence. But it's time for... <laughs> epidemic of gun violence. Look. confrontation but we need more senate republicans to join the overall majority of democratic colleagues and close the loopholes required in background check purchases of guns let's end our exhausting war background checks are completely unconstitutional there's no no one should be voting on that immigration for more than 30 years politicians have talked about immigration reform and we've done nothing about it it's time to fix it. Immigrants have done so much for America during this pandemic and throughout our history. The country supports immigration reform. We should act. Let's argue over it. Let's debate it. Let's act. In conclusion, as we gather here tonight, oh, here we go. a violent mob assaulting this capital, desecrating <laughs> our democracy, remain vivid in all our minds. risk many of your lives. He's serious. Lives were lost. Extraordinary courage was summoned. The insurrection was an existential crisis. Oh, the insurrection. Of whether our democracy could survive, and it did. America's adversaries, <laughs> the autocrats. The democracy could survive, and it did, from some people walking through the uh, 
ropes at the Capitol taking selfies. Oh, man, I, I didn't think our country would make it through that one. I mean, look, the fact that a couple people died, obviously, that is sad. Not to downplay that, but <laughs> this whole insurrection narrative they push, I mean, it's ridiculous. I did a show on it, so I'm not going to rehash it, but uh, of course he's got to pay his homage there. ...of the world are betting we can't, and I promise you they're betting we can't. They believe we're too full of anger and division and rage. They look at <laughs> I wonder why. The mob that assaulted the capitalist... Oh, here we go again. ...that the sun is sending out American democracy. But they're wrong. You know it, I know it. Folks, as I told every world leader I've ever met with over the years... It's never, ever, ever... What do you tell them? Hey, can you can you get my son a job? Maybe 40K on the board? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what he's told every world leader. ...been a good bet to bet against America, and it still isn't. We're the United States of America. Oh. There's not a single thing. Nothing, nothing beyond our capacity. We can do whatever we set our minds to if we do it together. So let's begin to get together. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you for your patience. Wow, that was just riveting. And those are the highlights. <laughs> I think the most impressive thing about that speech is that Biden made it through the entire thing. I mean, that is quite a miracle. I wonder what kind of drugs they have him on, because during the campaign, he was bad. But at least he can stand up there, stay awake, and put sentences together now. I mean, it is a, a vast improvement. Uh, honestly, I'll say he didn't have any major Biden gaffes, which was another shocker. Um, you know, misspoke a few times, but nothing, you know, just clown world. He mu they must have just spent countless hours coaching him, getting him ready. I can't imagine the cocktail of drugs they got him on, so... Overall, just a bunch of empty platitudes. I thought it was real interesting, this whole thing about togetherness, because all the things he's pushing are being held up on party lines. There's nothing together about it. It's clearly two factions opposing each other. <laughs> so, again, just more empty platitudes. I mean, oh, we're going to create jobs. Well, government can't create jobs. All you can do is get out of the way. I mean, it's like FDR's programs. Oh, oh, we got your job, but everything is shown that just screwed things up, dragged on the Great Depression much longer. Minimum wage increase, more taxes, those things are just going to kill jobs. And of course, he's taking credit for this, oh, this big recovery. Well, again, government shut that down. So, kind of about what I expected from him. He hit kind of all the generic progressive talking points without giving any real substance, how he's going to do anything. So... That's the show. I hope you enjoyed. I know it's a little bit after the speech here, a couple weeks, but oh well. <laughs> hope, hopefully, you got some good laughs. Uh, just the insanity, and and people believe this. I mean, just in that little thing, there were so many inconsistencies. But oh, Biden, he's gonna bring our jobs back. Eh, people don't really like him that much. They just didn't want Trump. Is why they voted for him. So I am always open to show requests, so don't forget that. I love interacting with you guys, and I love feedback. And I did mention I will be having a guest on that I am super pumped about, and that will be on Monday's episode. I'm having America's Most Trusted Lawyer on. He's a self-certified master practitioner, 
over 30 years, and he's a lot like me. He just tells it like it is. He's not afraid to drop truth bombs. I know you guys are going to love this, so make sure you check out Monday's episode. Subscribe if you're not so you don't miss it. We'll see you then. I hope everyone has a nice weekend. Take care.